0: Rob Beckett. Bob Beckett.
1: And you say Josh Widdicombe. Josh did it. Josh did it? Josh (laughs) Widdicombe. Sus did it. Thank you.
0: That is Ruby, who's just turned four and is asking uh, when her next birthday is and also counting down to Christmas. I'm going to say it. What Ruby has raised, which I've never thought, is I actually think you'd be better as a Bob. Bobby Beckett sounds a bit cruise ship. It does, but, you know... my act. Do you know what I mean? I give the people what they want, Josh. I'm there for efficiency. You are an entertainer, Rob. First and foremost, you're an entertainer. I'm like a diesel engine. Do you know what I mean?
1: You get a lot out of me. I'm fairly cheap, um, but frowned upon by, you know, the hybrid crew.
0: Like the diesel engine, there was a point when people thought that you were going to be a good thing, but actually you've turned out to be quite a bad yeah, thing.
1: exactly. But, you know, all these new ones, can they get to and from in one night? No, they can't. <laughs> they will struggle. You'll have to charge up somewhere.
0: Um, oh, Josh, this week's been have horrible. We, uh, have we just started with the most tortured metaphor I've ever heard in my life? <laughs>
1: Oh, I've got. I've had a headache for about two weeks, Josh. It's stressful at the moment, isn't it? Are you finding the world stressful?
0: Yeah, I do. I I, I can't believe I'm going to have to interrupt you, Rob, to mm. say that I'm going to have to let my cat out of the bedroom area because. Oh, say bag. Let me just go and open the door.
1: Let that cat out, mate. Surely you got a cat flap? You've got two cats in you. Uh, you no, cat no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. It was the bedroom door. Before oh. I'm recording. Yeah, no, no, no arrogance of a cat just wandering around you're trying to do a podcast and you are in the bedroom this is the problem with cats Rob they don't understand how now I will have to work from home by talking to a microphone that is on top of a chest of drawers yes and we start we
1: started this podcast in lockdown when we had a lot of spare time but at the moment we have to apologize the Tuesday episode went out a bit late this week, um, just because of a number of things, Michael's been busy. We've both been busy. Very stressful uh, last week. brought me through your terrible week. Well, oh, terrible. It was more. Well, it was more terrible for Lou after recording a podcast. Um, I think it was.
0: I can't remember which one it was now. But after what I, do, podcast... I do remember, at the end of the podcast, I it's probably the most stressed I've ever heard you. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, in no. the sense
0: of, in the sense of, I'd say you're one of the least stressed people I know. Do you know what I mean? In, well, in term-
1: especially on the surface, I'm good at hiding it because I'm smiling.
0: You were the furthest I've ever heard you from being Bobby Beckett.
1: <laughs> I was Robert B. At that you point. were Robert B. at that point. Well, basically, like Lou's, Lou's, Lou um Lou had pancreatitis, pancreatitis, pancreatitis. Basically, a pancreas farts. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but anyway, after recording the episode, I went in and she was like, "I'm in pain and all that," and I've just rung one one one, and they had to phone an ambulance. It was a side effect. She was on this new medication, and and the side effect was that you couldn't can get pancreatitis, and she's supposed to. The kids are there as well. So she's supposed to be going for a blood test once a week. She went to go and have the blood test to keep an eye on all different levels because of this medication. And then they said, oh, you're not booked in. You've got to come back next week. So it was an admin error. And then by the time she went to the blood test, she'd already been in hospital because she had to get taken in. She was on more. She was about 10
0: minutes after that podcast episode. She was on morphine in the kitchen and gas and air. I'm not going to lie, Rob. Yeah. When I had morphine, I'd say it was one of the best nights of my life. I mean, yeah, Lou was absolutely buzzing her head off on it. It's absolutely brilliant. When did you have morphine? When I had my, um, I was going to say kidneys, not my kidneys. um, My, um, what's it called? Appendix removed. So I had my appendix removed last year. Yes. And um, I was wheeled back into the ward at Homerton Hospital. And I was basically, I was, you know, uh, you know, the dance song. Yeah. So I was doing that with my arms, doing the dance dance <laughs> as I was wheeled back into it. Off off the, <laughs> off the morphine. And then I couldn't sleep because of the morphine. Uh, yeah. And I said, um, and, and she said, "It's because p- you don't have had sugary tea. And I was like, no, I've had a sugary tea before. Because <laughs> chops oh, right. on morphine, mate. Anyway. She was in the kitchen on morphine and um, uh, gas and
1: air. And then obviously the kids were around. And then uh, and then basically, and then the, the paramedic come in I was like, Rule of six, you're not allowed in. I was like, surely that's an emergency. <laughs> so they came in, and then uh, basically you're still bubbling with a paramedic. Yeah, so now a part of a paramedic's bubble. It's absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so basically, I had the kids. So I took the kids out because I didn't want to. See, we just said, "Mummy's not very well. She's got a sore tummy." I didn't want um, to see her go off in an ambulance because that yeah, seems quite. Cool. So I took them out, took them to the park, and then when that, that and I brought them home, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, Mummy's got a sore tummy. She's in hospital." So she was in hospital for like three or four nights the last week, and it was Whoa. just so hard because I'm worrying about, it, and I can't couldn't even go and visit her because of oh. the co- they go, they go in a COVID pending ward for a bit, and yeah. then you, I couldn't even see her till like three days in, and she didn't have anything on her, and then. I, I packed a bag for it. And I was allowed to drop the bag off. And then I went into the ward and then I pressed the buzzer to go in. And I walked in and this nurse came running over me going, get out, get out. It's a COVID ward. And I was like, what? Was like, Don't buzz me in. Don't <laughs> buzz me in then if it's a COVID pending ward. And I went, I've got these bags for my wife. And I, like, I packed her so much stuff. Like, you know, because you want to make it bag. nice. Talk me
0: through the bags. Talk me through what you packed up. When
1: I was allowed to go and see her, she was allowed to have clear fluids because she was on a drip and on antibiotics and couldn't eat or drink. Basically, you get pancreatitis either through medication or if you're an alcoholic, essentially. Uh-huh. It's basically chronic and you can be in for weeks and weeks. So I was a bit worried, so I was getting all stressed. But I, I packed her like a dressing gown, my iPad. Like, you know like panic packing you do to try and yeah. make someone feel better? So she had loads of different headphones in there, some, some slippers, some like showery stuff so she could have a shower. And then I just went mental in the supermarket with different fluids because she went, oh, I can't have pop, right? And I was like, that's a weird thing for like as a, a, a medical term, pop, for like yeah. fizzy drinks. So I've got a few fizzy drinks anyway because I thought oh, it, on this website it says fizzy drinks are clear. Anyway, so I've got this massive bag of drinks and I went in there and it was so heavy, Josh's bag. And I said, this tiny little nurse come out and I said, I've got all these drinks because you can't have pop. She went, she's allowed pop, she's not allowed pulp. And I – <laughs> <laughs> So I've basically got – it looks like I've just, you know, like <laughs> – Is a riot, and I've decided to lose it. I was wondering
0: why your your wife, who's in her 30s, was using the word pop like a six-year-old. Yeah, so she misheard him. Anyway, so this bag was so heavy, and then the nurse was
1: like, "Eh, so what is this? I'm just dropping off some stuff for her. I had a pillow in there and all that. She went, just essentials? I went, yeah, they are essentials, actually. You know, you get a bit (laughs) aggy with someone because you're all stressed. Uh, But it was just horrible. Luckily, she was all okay, but because we didn't know what it was, and she was in this severe pain, and because the pain was near the heart, they thought she was having a heart attack. And I was like, oh, my God. But luckily,
0: it all calmed down and stuff. But then the kids were fine. How was the
1: four days
0: with you and the kids?
1: Fucking hell. But,
0: <laughs> but not as bad as having pancreatitis. No, of course. Of course, you know. But I
1: keep winding Lou up and go, well, you've had your mini break, haven't you? You've
0: had a, a short break away from the kids. Because <laughs> I, I won't lie. When you said she spent four days in hospital, there was a small part of me that thought, Oh, that would be nice. Right? It? Yeah. Right. That's what I thought. I got there. <laughs> Let's I'm, like, like cards on the table. I'm not saying it is, but there was a part of me that was thinking <laughs> right, yeah. four days in yeah. a bed.
1: Yeah. But I went there, and the people she was sharing the ward with, and bless them, some slightly older guys. But it was, you know, it, they were struggling through. It, it, it just stuck a human
0: shit, Josh. But do you know what, Rob? Would I? T- would I take four days in a bed with the smell of human shit? I probably would, yes, Rob. <laughs> at least you don't have to clear it up and like at home. Do you know what? After about an hour or two, you probably get used to it. If anything, <laughs> when you come out, you miss it. Exactly. Well, uh, anyway, so the
1: kids, though, because then the kids are a bit worried because they, they came in and they were like, oh, what's that? And they had to like put a needle thing in her arm and stuff. And they sort of saw that. And I, I was trying to keep them away. And I thought it's quite an interesting thing to talk about in the podcast. And, and if other people have had it with kids and like parents being unwell, because especially the oldest, she's like at school and stuff. She was aware that Lou wasn't well and Lou was going away yeah. with the doctor and she was at the hospital. But so I didn't want to completely shelter them from it because they're too old to be like, no, mummy's on holiday or something because they'd seen what's going on. But then you don't want to give them too much detail. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And you sort
1: of, you don't want to worry them, but you want them to be aware of
0: what's going on so they're not completely shielded by it. Well, send in your tips if yeah. you've, if you've dealt with something like this. I think it's always, you know, as much as we like the emails that are, Amusing, I think is always useful if people have got parenting tips. Cause let's be honest, Rob. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing. Oh, no, that's what annoys me. When we ever do PR for this show,
1: they go, Right, send in your ask Rob and Josh questions and like, I'm clueless. I've basically <laughs> got to go away, talk about it on the podcast, and someone that knows what they're talking about emails in and then I'll come back to you. But I can't do this live on the one show. I've got no idea. Yeah,
0: occasionally you do go, you do realise what you haven't booked super nanny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we've got Super Nanny doing a 10-minute stand-up set at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, would watch.
1: Okay. Yeah, I would Would watch. Just I bet it's very high status and wordplay. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so she came home and then, but I got Lou to send, like, Lou spoke to him on the phone and stuff when she wasn't on so much pain relief and stuff and that. But they weren't allowed to go and visit, obviously. But, yeah, that, and what they did, kids are evil, though. But what, what happened was, at night, when they didn't want to go to sleep, they'd be like, I miss mummy. And I was like, you evil little bastard. Oh. You do, but you don't miss her that much. You're doing that because you don't want to go to bed now. And you know... That it's a awkward thing and it's a bit of a you know emotional thing that she's not here and she's at hospital and hospitals where poorly people are so it was a it was a bit you know and I I think they did miss her and they were a bit worried but Lou did well doing sending her voice messages and phoning them to sort of calm them down a bit so they were desperate to see Lou and stuff but anyway so Lou came out early so her dad picked her up and dropped her off at home and then I was working that day so the kids were being looked after um, by our support bubble childcare and. When they got brought home, it was so funny though, they'd got this new Playmobil toy that they love and they were trying to play with. And as they come in, Lou was there to give a hug and they went, Yes, my Playmobil, just ran past there to the Playmobil. <laughs> but I feel I think then we've done a good job. Cause it's yeah. not like a big and emotional like, Mummy's home exactly. and she's okay. It's like, Mummy's gonna yeah. be all right. When can I play on my Playmobil? So that 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 made me like I think
0: you've I think you've done an excellent job. I think the only thing you could have done better is um was to put both your children in a bag and take them into the hospital to see whether they would be counted as the uh, necessary things that you could take in for Lou.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, is it essential? Wait, let's. I, I'm sick of people telling me what, what is and isn't essential, okay? So these kids are essential <laughs> to my wife <laughs> on some day. See you later. I'll be back in three um, days. On, on the topic of lockdown, though, right? Because it's lockdown time now. yes
0: yeah, so, so we should say also, um, we didn't mean for this podcast to become... Topical again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're we're satirical if the world events just come back round to us. We don't follow the news. We'll stay strong with a lockdown podcast, (laughs) hoping for another lockdown. (laughs) But the the, the rules are weird, right? So before all this lockdown we've got now, it was Rule of Six. And then with the tiers, there's different levels of Rule of Six. It was always six people, but it was either six people outside in Tier 2, no one ran your house in Tier 3, and six people inside in Tier 1. But the kids counted, didn't they, as a person. But yes, now you're allowed to visit one the parks and playgrounds are staying open, right? So me and you essentially could meet in a park to yes. walk around it. And I could bring my two kids and you could bring your kid. Correct. And the kids don't count as a person, but they'll only count as a person when it's rule of six after the 2nd of December. But in Scotland, they didn't count as a person, did they? I think in in, the the UK,
0: I think in, in England, they count as a dog. <laughs>
1: So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so we could essentially, I could drive up to a park near you and go for a walk with you
0: yes. and my two daughters. Totally. Also, what we could do, Rob, yeah, is we could just meet up without the kids. Yeah, and just go for a walk. It'd be very rare that I'd say, "Do you want to meet up on Saturday and go for a walk?" <laughs> that feels yeah. like I've got a big thing to tell. You. Yeah, like I'm about to tell you, I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can we go for just a walk? Okay, Jeff. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's the end of the podcast. <laughs> I just think I should bring in Alex Brooker and Adam Hills. But we are lucky, though. Know, we can still do TV shows and exactly. we can still do this. And we can't tour yet or do any live comedy, which is a shame. Um, no. But at some point, I'm sure we will be able to properly. But you know. Exactly. Exactly. It's what it um, is.
0: I'm surprised by how little social life. I think if this had happened to me mm. in 2016, before I'd had children, I would have really. Felt the difference to my lifestyle.
1: Yes. Yeah. I feel that the youngsters out there, the 18 year olds, 20 olds I feel sorry for. Oh, Josh, I've got to tell you this is funny about when Lou was in <laughs> hospital, right? So basically when she was feeling a bit better, but she still couldn't eat, she was like not allowed any, just li- liquids only. I was at home and I'd been getting a kid sorted and I've gone to bed and it's about eight o'clock and I thought I'll order myself a takeaway, right? I wasn't going to tell her what I was eating, you know, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And I thought, I'm, I'm know, not judging. A big fat dirty pizza just because you're bit of comfort oh, food right keep talking yeah and then i thought oh, i'd be great All right and i got some side got some little chicken wings on the side as well if i really treat myself okay so pizza and wings I was, you know, I felt like King Henry VIII, just absolutely just get fat <laughs> and fill up, right? But that's just out that. of my childhood of just you satiated food with happiness. I still do weird little things. I the other day I got this bit of Lego thing, right? A, a, a Lego thing I was playing with. I was doing some Lego and I was doing it really quick and enjoying it. And my brain went, Don't do it too quickly because Lego's expensive, you won't be able to afford anymore. And oh. I was like, i probably, you know, not without being showing off, but I can afford Lego. Now, as a grown adult, Josh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I as a kid, it was expensive, and I would like, oh, don't, don't rush it. And, and I was like, oh, grow up, Rob. This pathetic little child voice kicked into my oh, head. Oh, wow. Um, but anyway, so I ordered this big pizza because um, I sort of, heard, you know, deal with emotions through food and what drink. What diameter are you talking about, Rob? Um, what was it? I think it was a 12-incher.
0: 12-inch. So it wasn't the biggest one that they do, but it weren't far off. And you since mean? you've ordered it with wings, I'm going to guess not not one of the nicer pizza joints. No, um- 30,
1: I wanted a grease pool. If you put, t- you could get through at least, you know, three three sheets of like, you know, that really thick, plenty kitchen roll and it would still yeah, yeah. grease up. It's so the
0: anyway. kind of thing where if you're not drunk, you're hating yourself for eating. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, immediately afterwards, I had self-hatred like eating it, but on arrival, I was buzzing. But we got one of them doorbells, you know, them doorbells where it films it and it does a motion sensor, right? Like, and it goes through to your phone. Right, <laughs> Anyway, go yeah, yeah. so, ding dong. Well oh, hello, who's that? Right, so I can open the door, get me pizza, thank you very much. Sit down, just about to eat it. Lou just went, Who's that at the door? She's got the app on her phone. So she's in hospital with pancreatitis. <laughs> And cannot eat and been talking about what she wants to eat when she can eat. And also, pancreatitis, you have to slowly reintroduce food, all right? You're not even allowed to drink alcohol for months. You have to, like, she's still on mashed potato and just like dry bread, even like a week after, right? So, and she went, What did you do? And I went, Nothing. She went, Have you ordered a takeaway? And I said, What would you prefer? I've ordered a takeaway or I've ordered a sex worker.
0: (laughs) 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 So, did she see the person on her phone? Yeah, so it comes. up So on did a phone. she see that he was holding a pizza and wings? She just saw the the like the bag, you know, the heat bag that keeps the heat. Yeah, in, oh and right. It so she didn't know. She didn't know. It could be know. anything,
1: you know. There's so many like delivery people these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be anything. So she said, "What have you ordered?" And I just said, "Seafood." She went, "You're lying." Seafood. She hates seafood. Yeah. So I pretended I just ordered some cockles and whelks. She knew. No one I puts mean, Cockles and whelks in Bobby a box. Bobby Beckett's bag. back on the
0: bloody uh oh, he's wh- back on the cockles and whelks. And my friend had that, actually. His wife was um uh she was on a Hindu in Madrid. Yeah. And she uh he'd told her that he was gonna eat well and she got a phone call from the delivery driver delivering his breakfast at McDonald's. Oh wow, uh, that is bleak. That is that is
1: bleak. That I'm throwing is- out there. Breakfast McDonald's, delivery house is too much. If you're that hungover, you know, just come on. Come you on. over, Rob. I have ordered a Domino's at midday though. Have you? Yeah. That was like, I literally like the, I literally waited for it to go like one minute past 12 and I rang. It was when you could ring and I rang and he went, now. <laughs> it, it'll take a little while because the ovens need to heat up.
0: <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> I walked. I was walking to go to the park at 4pm on Sunday and there was a delivery driver at the door of a house I walked past and I saw the door open, a woman answered it looking so hungover and he handed over a bag of Rosa's Thai food oh. and I just thought... I am living such a different life from that person. Ty hung over on a Sunday. <laughs>
1: There's not even a name for that time of day. Like, what no, is that? That's right. not like early dinner, late, late lunch. No. It's too late for late lunch. <laughs> also, you know she'll, she'll have like three mouthfuls and go, do you know what, I can't yet. <laughs> yeah. I just can't <laughs> yet. Um, do you Joshua, want some emails? Yeah, let's have some emails, Joshua. It's the Lockdown parody Mailbag
0: but it's actually emails and there's no bag. Hi, Rob and Josh. Please stop talking about cow tongues as it resurfaces a childhood trauma. Oh, no. I'm on board with this. I was eight years old. My aunt took me for a drive in the front seat of her convertible. Oh! We were whizzing through the South Yorkshire countryside with the top down. That's a she's... great word for a convertible, isn't it? Whizzing along. <laughs> it really creates an image, doesn't it? Yeah through the South Yorkshire countryside with the top down when she slows the car to a stop because a huge brown cow has galloped down the road towards us. The cow slowed as it neared the car when we could see its mouth was wide open, a huge tongue wagging and its eyes rolled back and its lolling head. It approached my passenger side and put its massive cow head over the side of the car and slobbered all over me (laughs) as I tried to slide under the seatbelt and carry in the footwell. I can still feel its hot breath. Oh. and see it spiralling out. Oh. Huge tongue pressed against the glass of my aunt wound up the window. Oh, also that's such a like that was around the time of mad cow disease as well. Exactly, exactly. The worst, the worst PR cows ever had. That was the oh. cow. Well, the best for them. Um, yeah. the cow ran on as the farmer passed on his tractor. In my memory, he was wielding an axe and shouting "Sorry, mad cow!" as he drove by. I assume referring to the actual cow rather than my aunt or me. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely bit of business at the end there. Um, Thank you uh, for your podcast. It's provided me many laughs coping with our sleepless first baby for the last five months. That is an astonishingly good uh, story. Superb stuff. Do you know what? You don't realise what you're bringing into people's lives when you think you're just having an innocent chat about cow tongues. In fact, Megan Kirby has been sent back to... The worst trauma of her childhood. Uh, Rob, do you want an email called the Sudacrem incident? Oh, do I ever. Sudacrem is so underrated. I can use it on all sorts. Any, any cut you got, Sudacrem. This is from Tom Glover. Listening, listening to the recent anecdote on your podcast about a baby frothing from the mouth after having all oil rubbed into their gums <laughs> reminded oh me of a tale from my childhood. When my younger sister was five stroke six, she was complaining to my parents about having a sore bump. As a parent, you're constantly applying pseudocreme to your baby's bums for nappy rash, but uh, not so much as they get older. My sister kept whining, whining that her bum was sore, so my dad sent her to the bathroom with instructions of where to find the pseudocreme and to just apply it liberally all over the area and it would instantly feel better. My sister disappeared upstairs. 30 seconds later, the screams began. Oh no. She had got her creams confused and applied Vicks Vaporub to her tender area. Oh God, that is awful. Vicks on what can only be described as a sore bum. Rob. Oh my God. I mean, what? I I, th- I think that's probably the worst thing. That or deep heat. If I could offer you Vicks vapor rub or cow licking your face, which do you go with? Oh God. I, I, what? I, you genuinely? I, I've never heard you go so. You're genuinely having a bit of a moment. I'm having a thing. I'm. Just, uh, what, so what, how much Vicks we talking? Is it going on my bum or is it going on my willy? It's going on your bum, but it's it might have splashed around a bit to the front as well. I'll take the Vicks up the arse, but I would not have it on the knob. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you think we've run out of ideas for the podcast? If it's Vicks on the knob, I'd have a
0: cow tongue. I'd rather have a cow tongue up the arse than a Vicks on a knob. Um, if anyone uh, listens- What about you, to- Josh? <laughs> I, I, I think I'd take the Vicks as, I, I think I could just style out the Vicks. You'd take the Vicks anywhere, wouldn't you? I'd take the Vicks anywhere. I think I'm hard enough to, that's the wrong word. <laughs> Oh, Joshua. That sentence didn't go
1: how I hoped. Right, should we get you out of this hell with some Instagram uh, messages? Yes. Right, this is Laura Lee. I'm writing to thank you for inadvertently giving me a new parenting tool. I have a four-month-old baby who struggles to get to sleep. After trying all the usual tactics, I thought to myself, why not? And went in for the nose stroke.
0: Oh, the nose stroke.
1: Yeah, here we go. Four strokes in and he was asleep.
0: no outrageous no. isn't it
1: four strokes in and he was asleep it sounds like it's like a girl texted her mate about a drunk date she had four strokes in he went asleep bastard anyway i thought it was a fluke so i repeated the following day at nap time with the same degree of success i now have to hope that he won't be
0: asking me for his future partner for a no stroke as an adult what have you begun? Wow, I can't believe it's actually worked for someone. I, I still don't believe it. I still don't buy it. What the no stroke? I mean, we've got we've got actual evidence that no stroke works. Like you you saying Laura Lee's a liar? No, I'm not saying Laura Lee's a liar um, because I can barely say it. Um, but um, I'm saying it's too small a sample size. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Any other no strokeers out there? Let me know. Yeah. I just send in an email, re-nose stroking. Rob, should I give you three options of email name? Would you enjoy that? Yeah, go on. You can either have Fuck Me Phonics, <laughs> Top Tip to Get the TV Switched Off Without a Fuss, or Unusual Childhood Milestones. I like the milestones. Give me milestones. I'm a Welsh woman living in New Zealand, and I've been here so long Loves Love sheep. Absolutely love sheep. Cannot <laughs> move from back home or other new home. <laughs> I got licked in the face by a sheep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Actually, better than a cow, I'd say. <laughs> um, so, I'm a w- Welsh woman living in New Zealand, and I've been here so long now, nine years, that I've forgotten how strange some of their customs are. Birthday parties in New Zealand aren't complete without fairy bread and asparagus rolls. Ooh. Fairy bread is white bread covered in margarine and sprinkles. Sprinkles? So, his sprinkles like hundreds and thousands, I suppose? A bit like a sort of iced finger, but instead of icing, just margarine. Yeah. Okay. Asparagus rolls is tinned asparagus individually wrapped in pieces of white bread. Oh, well, no wonder they all fucking go to Clapham and live from New Zealand. <laughs> I would too. That sounds horrific. The other thing, not birthday related, is a cultural hatred of shoes. <gasps> yeah, they do this in Australia. They hate shoes. Hate might be a strange word, but basically people and kids in particular don't wear shoes in the summer. My husband tells me that at school you'd be looked at funny if you turned up to cross-country running with shoes. (laughs) Convinced that barefoot running would make you faster. Oh,
1: I didn't know about that. There is
0: nothing stranger than being at the mall with people walking past shoeless.
1: Yeah, when I was in Australia working, I noticed that. There'd be people just walking in the Apple shop barefoot. No. Yeah, like a proper, and it's not like, oh, beachside shops, right? I'm talking proper, like you've driven to an industrial estate to go to the big shops, like the big blue or a lakeside, you know, Arndale type place, yeah? Yeah. And you get, park your car, walk through the car park barefoot, go in the mall barefoot, go into Apple shop barefoot, buy an iPad barefoot. That, that can't. I mean, I'm sure some shoe shops have had people walking barefoot and go, I need your help. But what if you stepped on something? They don't, they live free, don't they? There's nothing to step on, there's so much space. Robert, am I a square. No, you're not. I. Do you know what? I am a big barefoot guy, though. I love being barefoot. And do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not in like, a fetish way, but just like I no, don't love like shoes. No. But uh, they love it. The f- thongs or uh, or flip flops uh, in Australia and New Zealand. But yeah, I've seen that in the shops, and I thought it was mental. But I, even the
0: food shop barefoot. It's meant. mad. Can I just say? I didn't think it was a fetish thing until you brought it up.
1: <laughs> but I, but I don't think I think it's a thing. But I think it's sort of still frowned upon. A bit like. In the summer, when you see a geezer bare-chested driving a car or a van wow. with a window open, that is, like, not acceptable, really. Like they I'd, do it.
0: I'd say the worst human beings are topless joggers. Yeah, topless but if they're joggers. ripped, it's just because I
1: would as well if I was ripped. Would
0: you? Yeah. If you were Andy Peters? If you were as ripped as Andy Peters? If I was as
1: ripped as Andy Peters, I'd be jogging everywhere topless. And if I'm going, oh, my God, is that Andy Peters? And I go, no, I'm just
0: ripped like him. <laughs> Um, so I wonder if I'll ever get back to Andy Peters that he's our shorthand for ripped on this show. Oh well, I don't, I've, got, I've got an in for Andy Peters. If you
1: want Andy Peters, I here, thought
0: mate. you had an in for Andy Peters, Rob. I know who I'm working yeah, with. I can get, if you want Andy Peters? I will
1: get you, Andy Peters. Do you know what I mean? You're the stiff net, your stiff net connection. I'm the light ents connection.
0: Yeah. Do, do you want Melvin Bragg? I can get you him. <laughs> do Just you want to be Chico? Clear, I can't. You want Chico time? I can get you him. <laughs> well, Rob, I've, I, I have actually. Have I ever told you this? I once, I once prank called Chico. <laughs> Did you? When was this? It was in the green room of the last leg. Oh, you crazy guys. And we were drunk, Rob. Oh, you At 1.30 st- in the morning. Oh, stop on it. On a Friday night.
1: Oh, imagine that. 10pm the curfew used to be. We haven't even got that anymore. 1.30am. 1. 1.30. Doing whatever you drunk,
0: want. Drunk. Doing whatever we want. Someone brings up. They've got Chico's number. Oh, you rung him up. Poor Chico. Rung him. Half one in the morning. He picks up the phone. We say, what time is it? He says it's Chico time, conversation ends. No. Yes. Good good on Chico. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You've gotta you've gotta give Chico absolutely full credit on that. He's
1: always on. It's always, He's on. always
0: on. It's Chico time. 1 30 in the morning, his phone rings. Someone asks what time it is. He says it's Chico time, but he goes <laughs> back to sleep. Yeah. Right, I've got another one here, Josh. Um, okay, on last one. Here yeah. we go. This is the headliner oh, Well,
1: it's actually quite a short one, this one. So oh, okay. Anyway, a lot of people have been in contact... Second with, to last one. Second to last. A lot of people have been in contact with the same message. Hi, Robin, Josh. I'm listening to your latest episode, and I thought Josh said his parents live in heaven and found it a, a bit of an unsettling, sad way to say that they'd passed. <laughs> but luckily I Googled it and found out they live in Devon. I'm so relieved. Love the show. Ends. <laughs>
0: Which is fun. Bit of fun. That it would be such a weird way to address that your parents had died. It's liked. like what a child would say, isn't it? And that you're like, yeah. what, you're
1: 36 now? And you're like going, oh, they live in heaven? I'm like, okay, Josh. I,
0: I Just for listeners, I can confirm in actual fact they live in hell. Um, now, <laughs> I was thinking that every day. You know, when all that people go, like, oh, yeah, man, I just want to live in hell?
1: Like, you know, all the cool guys are in hell. Like me and my mates, we've got like a sick sense of humor, like, we'd go to hell and that'd be a great laugh. And I sort of agree. And, like, you know, because if you're in hell with, like, your mates and you sit at the table and it's the right laugh, and then all of a sudden, just, like, Harold Shipman walks in. You're like, oh, yeah, there are some really
0: bad people here as well. <laughs> also, I prefer to be sat on a cloud with a square than in the burning pits of hell with someone who's a bit of a laugh.
1: Yeah, because you might have someone who's a bit of a laugh, but then there would be, like, an actual horrendous person just around the corner. You know, sat on a cloud with Cliff Richard, I'll take it. yeah. Rather than me and, like you know, I'm having a couple of laughs of some sort of crazy guys down there and then, you know, yeah walks in. With Cat Bin Lady. Cat <laughs> Bin Lady is a much better example. <laughs> me and Cat Bin Lady are sitting there having a right old laugh and then, you know, <laughs> walks in, ruining the
0: mood. <laughs> right, uh, what, you got? got one more for us, Josh. Yeah, shall I give you three titles? Yes, please. Name Double Whammy. Yep. Introducing the Beatles. <laughs> yep. Or Wedding Shame. Oh, wedding shame. I love shame. I'd love it if introducing the Beatles to someone going, I've got into this great new band, actually. You should really get into (laughs) them. Yeah, my kids love them. (laughs) Hi, Josh and Rob. This is from Julie Ebdon. This is a good new way to do the emails, actually, isn't it? Uh, But I will read them in future before reading them out. It's just, it's been a big week in international politics.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you've been busy at last leg. I've had a, we've had hospitalizations in the Beckett house. We've been doing other jobs. I did just filming for my YouTube channel the other day. Took all day, Ooh. and then someone stole a bag off the poor cameraman that had a load of footage in. I had a howler. Oh my word! Poor, poor oh. bloke. Poor bloke. Anyway, let's not get you know. We've all having bad times. We're all
0: having, we're all having stressful situations. It is a stressful time. This is Julia Ebdon. My kids are all adults now, but I'd like to tell you the time when my now twenty-two-year-old Georgia was two or three. My partner Mark, George, and I were attending a wedding of his sister. It was a, in brackets, long and boring Catholic church ceremony. Neither me nor Mark are religious, and we had an especially, they're not going to heaven, and we had an especially wriggly toddler in tow. So not much scope for any good times. We already had the hump, in other words. George was on Mark's lap as he attempted to keep her quiet, and still during the stupidly long and boring service. It was also proper cold in there too. Mark was struggling and losing his rag while I tried to act as if I wasn't with them. This continued for at least 45 minutes. All of a sudden, during a particularly silent moment, George's voice rang out, echoing through the whole church. She said, I'm not a little bastard, Daddy. No.
1: <laughs> you little bastard.
0: I pissed myself oh. in laughing as Mark stood up and swiftly left the building <laughs> I'm not a little bastard daddy uh, it was the best thing of the whole wedding and the bride and groom are now divorced
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, a lovely,
0: what a lovely thing to end on on one
1: of the what bleakest lovely. weeks of our lives <laughs> if you want to get in touch uh, this is how email us hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk or tweet us at lockdown parents or instagram lockdown underscore parenting and you can also send us stuff po box 76748 london e99dw Well, Rob, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, I loved it, mate. And just thank you so much for all the people getting in contact. Really appreciate it. And please um, subscribe and like and review
0: on... um, Yeah, we don't say that enough.
1: Yeah, you please, because it it helps with all the ratings and in the charts and stuff like that. And other people can see it and come aboard and join this little crew. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you on Tuesday, have another episode.
0: Cheers, guys. Bye.